The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited because today is the final episode in the Training for the London Marathon series because I am giving you a full recap of how Sunday went down last weekend, and I'm so excited to share the experience because it was incredible. So make sure you sit back, relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. All right, where do I begin? First, I just want to say hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It feels like not that much time has passed since I last spoke to the podcast because I recorded my last episode quite literally the night before the London Marathon. And so this episode is really just recapping the experience how it went and just kind of unveiling that. And I know that these sorts of episodes are some of the more popular episodes. I know that my episode from last year around my experience from my first trail marathon did really well. So I'm really excited to share how my second marathon went. And yeah, I'm just, I, I'm so like in love with marathons. I don't know what, I don't know if that sounds weird, but I, it was just such a fun experience is like how I can like put it into one word and people think it's weird. People kind of laugh at it because they're like, only weird people would call 26 miles fun. But honestly, I think with the amount of training that I've put in, and I think with this being not my first marathon and like my second one, so I'm kind of used to the mileage and I've done the training before. So I think it was just really good to sort of like get back into the swing of marathon training, but really focus. And I think the outcome was incredible. I'm really, really happy with my time. I finished in four hours, 12 minutes and 26 seconds and really shocked myself. I remember passing the halfway point when I was running over Tower Bridge and I think I was like right at two hours if not like two hours in a minute so I was really happy with my pace. I really wanted to go just a little bit faster but I was having like pains in the back of my hamstrings the past like the the few days leading up to the marathon and I think I spoke about this in my running from pre-race nerves because I was like I've stopped running. I like specifically you know didn't want to get any sore muscles right before the race and yet I had sore hamstrings so it was super weird but it kind of carried into the race and my knee had some pain as well as my left hip it was like all on the left side of my body so I think when I hit the halfway point I kind of like thought to myself okay I can either push myself and I can try and go for a faster time because I was really wanting to get closer to four hours but I think the other side was of me was kind of just like if you just take it slow, not really slow, but if you just like go at this pace, keep the pace and just play it safe basically. And just make sure that you're not injuring yourself and you're not hurting yourself because I think I'd rather have finished it than to like push my body 
further than it wanted and to get injured or get hurt and not be able to finish it because I think I would have been so gutted if I wasn't able to finish. But genuinely, it was such a fun experience. I really genuinely feel like I blacked out the first eight miles because they just felt like they went by so quickly. And even just like getting up to the start line with all of the runners, it was just like so surreal. It was a little chilly and I wasn't wearing like a jacket or a long sleeve or anything. So I was freezing but I was like in the right headspace. I was excited. I had gone to the bathroom a multitude of times prior just because I was so nervous, but I think it was just so cool. Like even going to the tube station and seeing everyone in like their gear with their little bibs and just like knowing that you're all about to do this big thing, I think was just quite cool. And I think I was just like really trying to get in the zone, but I think with a run like the London Marathon, it's so much more about atmosphere. And I only really had my previous experience of running a trail marathon. So I was only used to running in the forest, in a national forest in Oregon by myself, no crowds, no cheering, no nothing. And this was like the complete opposite. And I genuinely feel like this was like what was fueling me the entire time because not only did I get like a time that I am quite proud of, quite happy with, I did not stop running the entire 26 miles, which is like what this episode is titled. And I don't really know how to tell, I know that the episode says like how to run 26 miles, like you know, straight and just not stop. But genuinely, like, I think that it was because of the crowds. And I'm just going to say that now because I don't think that any amount of, like, training could have, like, pushed me to, on my own, run 26.2 miles. Like, last year, I just remember this trail marathon was one of the hardest things that I've done. It was harder than the London Marathon. There was so much elevation. We were already running at about, like, 5,000 feet of elevation. And then add on, like, 2,000 feet of elevation gain during the 26-mile run. I was walking quite a bit, which is why I finished in a in five hours, 29 minutes, which is not a time that I'm happy with, obviously, but and not to say that that's a bad time. But for me, I was training for something closer to like 4.30. And so I think I just remember, and I think I said in the previous episode where I recapped that run, that like three, four miles into that run, I was just like, right, I am definitely not going for time. I just, I would be happy if I finished this, which I still am. And when I looked back on those stats the other day and remember that like I was 15th of 55 women, like I think there were so many people that got injured from that race that just couldn't finish. And so I think that there is something about just even completing 26 miles. And I think I said this in my previous episode that like people forget how intense that is to run for that long. And for me, I just think the crowds were really pushing me. And because I was so not used to like crowds and having people at the sidelines, like to me, I think it just like really reminded me of my soccer days growing up. And like, especially when I was younger, it just really reminded me of like whenever you'd run through the tunnel that the parents would create for you after a game and, you know, they'd be cheering for you. That's exactly what it felt like. And it was like, you know, you knew, you know, some of the people and I had people come that like really pumped me up and it was so good to see them like while I was running. But then there's people that you don't even know, but they're cheering for you and they're shouting your name and people that brought like candy, brought fruit and brought snacks and just like genuinely brought it for like all runners, not just for like the one person or the few people that they knew that were running it. But it's just that atmosphere of like coming together and just like really cheering people on to finish a race and just like 
really being so excited for these complete strangers. And I think it was just so awesome to like look to the sidelines like throughout the 26 miles and just see these people like yelling and cheering and screaming for you. And just like, I love the signs. There were so many funny and like noteworthy signs. There was one that, that I remember near Cuddy Sark that said, can I call you an Uber? Which was great because I think at that point I was doing okay. But I'd say that like maybe around like mile 14, I, I hit my first wall and then mile 20 was like the second wall. But there was another sign as well that was talking about, I think it was saying something about how we were running better than the government is being run. And then there was something else about, oh, run like Boris runs from accountability and just silly signs like that. And it was just really fun. And I loved the little kids that came out and just like would high five you. It was just such a sweet environment and just so uplifting. And I think that like, especially from like a child's perspective, they probably look at you like, wow, like the, you're, they're your heroes and they're like running this big race. And I think it was just really, really cool to really feel like connected in a city that like obviously isn't necessarily my home. Like I'm still here like as a, I'm still here like, you know, obviously on a visa. I know I'm not like a citizen of the UK. I just work here. But it was just really cool to like, kind of feel connected to the city in a way that like I've never felt before. I think my favorite part of the race had to be running over Tower Bridge and I heard so many good things leading up to this day that like that was genuinely the part that I was looking forward to most and it was just unreal and I, I took so many videos and it was just such a cool experience to run over Tower Bridge and just the cheering and the chanting was so good and it was just so so great and I just there was just so much encouragement from the crowds I think that just really pushed me to keep going. I think as soon as I got around the Canary Wharf area I kind of started to struggle a bit. I started to feel a bit more pain in my body and I was just really trying to push through it and I think I was really just thinking to like my conditioning coaches growing up and thinking to like David Goggins um, and his speeches and like podcasts that I listened to and just talking about like pain. I listened to something the other day that talked about how you have to like work through pain and like you know I think it's something around like you know pain and suffering and that sort of a thing and I think you know, it's really easy to kind of throw the towel in and give up when you feel like the slightest bit of pain or you feel the slightest bit of uncomfortability. And I think that this just like applies to like life as well. Like, you know, there are people that are just really comfortable in their jobs, in their cities that they live in, in their routines. And I think for me, I just kept trying to push myself and say like, no, like you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you have to push yourself and like this pain won't last, you know, and I, I just kept thinking like if I just get to the finish line, I will ice my body. I will, you know, take a million baths. I will take care of myself then. But I think just in that moment, I was like, I have to finish this because it was just so insane and it, the crowds were just so good and it just felt incredible. I think finishing, I was really expecting to be emotional. I was quite emotional when I finished last year and it was because I just like embraced my parents and I was like crying. And there was a moment like in last year's marathon around like mile 13 that I started to kind of get emotional because I think like when you're running for that long on your own and even with the crowds, like your mind still goes to like very weird places that it normally wouldn't. And so you think about all these different things. And I remember last year at mile 13, I, I forgot what I was thinking about, but it just started to like kind of choke me up. And I was like, no, I can't cry yet. Like I have to like do another 13 miles. But this year I didn't cry at the end, which was like, 
quite shocking to me because I'm a very emotional person and I thought I was going to be emotional. And I, I will say that around mile eight, I was choking up a bit because I think with having lost both my grandpas. I lost one of my grandpas a few years ago and then another grandpa last year in October. So I think that was really meaningful because I really was thinking of him. I called my grandma right before I left out the door and she was, you know, really excited for me. And it was just, I think when I start to think of my grandparents that I've lost, that really brings me like to a place. And I think that like, it's just shown so much, so much growth because I used to really use things like heartbreak and shitty guys to like motivate me but I think now it's like I think of my grandpa who ran in the New York Marathon ran in the Boston Marathon and who was always on the sidelines cheering me on at soccer cheering me on at sports and swimming and he used to always call me e-girl and it was not until mile eight that I remembered that and I just heard like him in the back of my mind and like I just like envisioned him on the sidelines just saying like come on e-girl and I just yeah, I started to get choked up and I was just like, oh man, but like that was kind of like the push that I needed. And I just thought about that the entire time. And I thought about both my grandpas and how much I miss them and how, you know, how proud I know they would be of me for completing such an intense thing. And I think as someone who like, you know, family means so much to me and it's so hard to like have family scattered all over the world but just like knowing that like family is a lot closer than you think and I think that like especially in moments like that when you know your body's running and going through a lot of intense running and your mind just goes to different places and I think just being able to like connect back to family and like family that has passed away was just really really sweet. I think this entire past week has just been incredible in terms of just like all of the you know great jobs and the excitement from people around just like you know really great job on the marathon and just like colleagues at work that were you know really excited for me family friends and just like people from like all over people that I don't really talk to as much that were like commenting on my Instagram and saying like you know that's so amazing and I think that like for me it was just like a really good reminder of like how incredible it really is to push yourself but also to run for a charity and to run specifically on behalf of a children's hospital and I am so honored to have had that experience and slight plug um my fundraiser is still open till the 15th so it's open for about a week more so if you want to check that out it is the first show link in the show notes of this episode but it was so cool and I just loved running in that race singlet and just like being able to represent the hospital and like knowing that I'm running on behalf of kids that I've fundraised for kids and like the treatment and care of kids in Boston was incredible and I think as I've said in so many episodes it adds so much more meaning to your runs and I think just to be able to like finish and like show that off and share about it like I posted something on a different social media I think it was LinkedIn and like Boston Children's Hospital liked it and I was just like that's so cool but it just goes to show that like I think that you can like build so much community doing things like these like charity fundraisers and running with a charity team because I met so many people through Boston Children's and it was such an incredible experience just like being able to build that resilience together and train together even if even if it was virtually and online I think it was just so incredible to meet such like-minded people in different you know parts of their lives in living in different parts of the world but being able to connect on this one thing that you love and I think that that's what I love about this podcast is that like I continually find people that are so like-minded but like share in that like 
mental toughness and just being able to sort of, yeah, come together and like share that love for running. And I think especially with World Mental Health Day coming up this weekend, I think it's so important to remember how much, how important it is to talk about mental health, but how much running can you know, do for your mental health. And I think that's something that I always talk about on this podcast is how much it helps me de-stress and how much it's helped me throughout the years in terms of just like working through some really, really tough things and just be no, like being able to know that I can just like walk out the door with my running shoes and some tunes and just like forget about that thing and just like release it. And you, you know, you can come back to it later, but just like even having that 30 minutes of break from that thing is just like so important to have and I think it's just it's been really important to me as well this week and I've just been having quite a relaxed week in terms of just like I took a few days off from like anything running related and I swam before I like started jogging again but now I'm training for half marathon so it's very exciting but I think it just reminds me so much of like what running means for me and my mental health and even having had a few days off I think that there is just that part of me that was like itching to run again just seeing people on the streets running in the mornings and just like yeah it's just this weird runner thing maybe but I just think it's so important to take care of your mental health and just to remember that during World Mental Health Day this year. But I will say that today's run, I did see two people with London Marathon finishers t-shirts and I'm, it's just so cool. And I think just being able to like share that and just like know that like you've all completed this like incredible race. And I think there was something like nearly 50,000 runners, which is incredible. But if anyone that's listening ran in the London Marathon, congratulations. You know as much as me how incredible that experience was. And I just want to say thank you for listening to this series. It was so fun to document like the experience of training for my first city marathon, training with a charity team for my first time, and a massive thank you as well to anyone that's donated. Whether I know you personally or not, it means so much and it's going to just go so far for kids at Boston Children's. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Like I said, there is a link in the show notes of this episode. It is the very first one and it'll take you straight to my donation page. Any donations are greatly appreciated and it closes on the 15th of October. Please check out the podcast Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running as well as on TikTok, but I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.